Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 79. Before we jump into our interview, we have our giveaway details to announce. So our winner from last week is Lindsay, who is on Instagram as Extra Biddy. So Lindsay, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for entering. We will be in contact with you to get the shipping details, be able to get that book to you of Terry Whelan's What the Magic Means. Hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Looking to this week, number three now of 10 of our 10,000 giveaway, which is still crazy to think about. We're giving away an awesome Never Grow Up sign from our friends Shelly and Steve over at Pop Creative Designs. You may remember their episode just a few episodes back, some of our favorite people. So we will be giving that away. Same thing to enter. Just send us a screenshot or put it up anywhere on social media of you listening. Tag us in it so we see that and you'll be entered. And if you've entered before, then your inner still stands. Yeah, lots of good stuff. So this week, we are super excited about our interview. It's honestly been a while since we've had the opportunity to talk to another photographer. And obviously, that's something that Brendan is very interested. So we reached out to Karina, who is one of the sisters involved with Face. Faith, Trust, and Beignet Dust. That's actually a mouthful, but I love it. Um, and we're just super excited. So, Karina, thank you so much for joining us. And if you could just introduce yourself and your Instagram page for anyone who's not familiar with it. Sure. Uh, thank you so much for having me again. Um, so our account is a Disney photography account. Um, and it just has a collection of pictures that we've taken over various Disney trips and it started mostly as like a landscape type of um, collection but we've started to post more portrait type photos lately so that's been a really nice challenge Um, but other than that it's just really just a Disney photography page on Instagram. Yeah and we'll definitely get into more of that later because we're super interested about all the pictures that you take and how you do that but first off we just want to know a little bit about you and your background and just your life outside of the Disney community. Yeah sure Um, so I um, am living in New York um, and I work in uh, in research when I am not obsessing over anything Disney um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Hopefully you can edit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so New York, so have you always been in New York? Cause that's so fun. I can't even imagine living in New York. Yeah. So actually, um, we were both born here, but, uh, my sister and I, we actually grew up in Hong Kong. Um, we did all of our grade school there and we've only really just moved back to the U.S. Uh, for for college and I guess for me for life after college. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's I'm so excited to talk about during the fast pass around all the parks that you visited. <laughs> Just a little foreshadowing. So, looking at specifically Disney, kind of what is your Disney story and how did you develop a passion for Disney over time? Well, we grew up watching all of the Disney films, listening to all the albums. I mean, including you know, the Radio Disney albums that they put out there or the Disney Mania ones. 
Uh, we watched all the animated and the live action uh, Disney Channel shows, and we went to the parks for vacation. Um, I mean, my my parents, they really, really got us into the whole uh, universe, the whole Disney universe uh, from a very, very, very young age. My mom will just continuously tell me how I would watch this specific set of sing-along uh, VHS tapes until they would all break and then they get more. And so for them, it was a very, very worthy investment. Um, but I'd say that whereas before our interest in Disney uh, was more uh, general entertainment from the movies and the shows and the parks. Uh, now that we're a little bit older, I think we've really grown to appreciate the work that's been put into everything. So, you know, we love the stories and we love the messages behind them. Uh, we love the details uh, that make it such a beautiful and immersive experience. And we really, really love to get to learn about all the behind the scenes action that goes into creating such a universe. So, experiencing the parks now I mean it's it's so different from when you know you're five or even if you're 10 it's it's weird because it's nostalgic but at the same time it, it feels like you're rediscovering everything um, because you're interested in different things so like before we're really there for the rides and the characters and um, you know when we were kids we weren't actually all that into Epcot um, but now I'd say it's probably one of our favorite parks to visit Mm -hmm. I'd say most kids that grow up with Disney and I mean and we've talked to some people who have always loved Epcot but I feel like mm -hmm. that's a very common thing I even when me and Brendan started going like as adults for the first couple of times I feel like we just dismissed Epcot like eh, I don't really know if we want to waste <laughs> our time there I would like mm -hmm. beg my parents whenever we walked in like please don't make us walk around World <laughs> Showcase like please can we just stay in Future World mm-hmm mm -hmm. No, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that I don't remember if when we were younger, if they still had the princesses around World Showcase. But that is how I've managed to maintain um, my younger cousin's interest in World Showcase. She's four. So, I mean, she's she's definitely at that age where she's just like, this is not Mickey Mouse. and <laughs> This is not really very magical. But if we go around and we're trying to find all the princesses, then that kind of keeps her occupied. I feel like that's a good pro tip. I would never think about that. So if you're traveling oh, yeah, with kids, look for the princesses. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so, so helpful because then like when we went uh, recently, um, it was Festival of the Arts. So I was really, really interested in seeing all the art and, and all the decorations. Um, my cousin less so. So <laughs> we made it so that we we're like, oh, like what princess are we going to find next? And that, helped a lot because we got around the entire thing no problem mm -hmm. in my defense of like not loving epcot as a kid i'm mm -hmm. gonna blame it on that my parents they didn't just walk through world showcase we watched every single movie <laughs> like we would watch the norway movie after you got off maelstrom we would watch the france movie the china movie the canada movie like that is not <laughs> child friendly at all yeah. I feel like the worst one, have you ever sat through the, um, what is it that they have in the U.S. pavilion? Oh. That show is so nap-inducing. <laughs> oh, gosh. It Full is. disclosure, we've not done any of them, I don't think. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. You are not missing much, unless it's like a really hot day in the middle of the summer and you really just mm -hmm. need to cool off. 
oh, it is bad. <laughs> yeah. We were okay. super excited to try it when we did it. We're like, we've never done this before. Yeah. And we <laughs> sat down and was like, there's a reason we've never done this before. <laughs> I know. Because, I mean, like at our age, I mean, what are the chances that we're going to experience something new? So you kind of go into it. You're like, yes, like this is new. We've never done it. And then, yes. Definitely you know, a letdown, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people love it, though, so we can't yeah. like completely well, dismiss it. I would love to find those people <laughs> and ask them what they like about it. That's true. I feel like there's so many attractions that you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, it's like there's no there's no really there's no real middle ground there. I mean, it's probably this is like we're way off topic, but whatever. <laughs> It's, it probably has to do with like what you did as a child, because like if we took our friends who never go to Disney and put them in the tiki room, they would think it was the lamest thing they've ever seen. But because we both grew up with it, we love the tiki room, you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that, that's fair. That's a very, very fair point. It's all about the nostalgia. Yeah. I could, yeah, I yeah. can see that. But a wonky Benjamin Franklin <laughs> animatronic <laughs> just doesn't do it for me for some no. reason. That's fair. lame on all levels. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So back on track, <laughs> talking about kind of your photography. And you mentioned that it has transformed over time from more landscape to now you're including some portraits. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, what is it that you're looking for in the parks? What are kind of the sparks of magic that you try to bring to the page? I know that's kind of a open-ended question, but just kind of what are you looking for to to try to share? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Um, I'd say that when we go to the parks, I mean, ultimately, the whole the whole thing started with just just us and our iPhones and wanting to capture different moments for ourselves. Um, but I think that it's really fun to to go to the parks with a nice camera and to be able to, I guess, capture the park in the way that we see it. Um, everyone can kind of see different angles and that's not just because, you know, you're interested in different things or I guess at a more basic level, you're of different heights and you literally see things differently. Um, but different people, um, at least I think can kind of recognize moments um and it's really really cool to see um how other photographers especially on instagram um how they've got to to capture this park that's so widely photographed um and to make every image unique and so i think part of the reason why um at least I've decided to try uh, doing some more of the portrait stuff with like the parades and the shows and whatnot is because it's in a way a little easier to capture something that's different because you're never going to have someone who has the exact same expression at the exact same time with the exact same lighting in, you know, the exact same conditions. I mean, more or less, yes, Disney is pretty consistent but um, it's it's really fun to capture little moments like that, little unique moments. And in a place that's so widely photographed that landscape-wise more or less stays the same, unless you're 
you know, counting sunsets or, or those types of things. Um, it's, it's hard to find something that's unique and that's different. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I mean, it's, it's a really nice challenge. It's a really, really nice challenge, but it is, it is hard. And so, um, it's nice to be able to kind of play with a whole range of different subjects and, um, really get to try to push the boundaries and, uh, what you capture on, on camera and what you ultimately put on Instagram or, or whatever photo platform. Like, Yeah. I will say something that I've loved so much about like following along with you and looking through your account is I feel like you do bring so much just like life into all your pictures. The one Aww. that like, I think the most that I think made me just like really smile was the one that you have of Pluto with like his nose boop. <laughs> I love, I mean, dogs, we're big dog people, but that, I just thought that was so fun. And like, I'll still like go back and just look at it. <laughs> I, I love that one. I mean, especially with the parades and especially with, um, you know, the characters, you, you never really know how they're going to interact with you. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first time I'd done a parade with my DSLR and I don't know, like the performers, they're really, really good at honing in on the people who have those cameras. Um, and so you, you get a lot of waves and you get, um, you know, characters running up to you like Pluto. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. For sure. I just feel like, like I could look at Disney photography free for hours on Instagram because like, obviously, everybody has their own editing style and their own shooting style. And even between Catherine and I, we have to find a balance because a lot of times you don't like the way that I edit photos. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, like, one of the one of the only turnoffs that I have in Disney photography is when people make it so unrealistic. Like, mm -hmm. yes, that color was there, but it's not nearly amplified as much as you're showing it, you know? And things yep. like that and like uh, messing around with that too much. And I could say that with your photos, it's so clean and <laughs> it, it does look like that's exactly how you would see it. If you're there in person, I know there's editing that goes in on the back end, but still it, it's believable and sharing those moments through a screen, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. It's, it's a fine line, I think, um, when you're trying to play with creativity, um, but at the same time, you don't want to go too overboard. I mean, we're not making a CGI movie poster or anything, um, <laughs> but but it's it's definitely something that's that's a lot of fun to play with um, to to kind of take an image that you've gotten on your camera and to you know play with the the light and the colors a little bit, but not push it too much so that it looks overly processed it's it's fun it's a learning process though i will say mm -hmm. yep for sure so going into and i think you may have already mentioned some of the points before but i just want to make it kind of lay it out there kind of what is you and your sister's ultimate goal that you want to accomplish with the account? Is it just forming relationships? Is it sharing those moments of magic? All of the above kind of, what is it that you guys have in mind? Honestly, we're just happy to be part of this community. I mean, we had no idea uh, that it existed when we started our account. Um, and we just hope that there might be other people who 
liked Disney and liked um, seeing photos on on Instagram. Um, I don't know if I mentioned like how we started, but we just kind of started because we would take a ton of photos on our phones. And I mean, you know, like many other people who started Disney Instagrams, their their friends don't necessarily love the spam of Cinderella's Castle or Mickey Mouse. Um, so <laughs> we just decided to start an Instagram account for that. So it could all be funneled into one place. Um, and so I don't think we necessarily have a goal. I mean, I think we just hope that our photos are able to you know, bring a smile to people's faces. And I know we have a lot of fun um, getting to take the photos and uh, getting to play around with the editing and also just talking to different people who love Disney as much as we do. It's it's been it's been a lot of a lot of fun and it's also kind of nice that we have this project that we have together um, because I mean she's in college and I'm working and we're on opposite coasts and so it's it's a nice little thing that we we like to collaborate on and and it's it's fun to keep in touch that way as well for sure I mean I think that's the best kind of goal that mm-hmm. it's <laughs> self fulfilling for you guys that it is fun for you to do. And fun for you to connect with other people. And I think that authenticity and genuine passion for Disney certainly shows through. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of mentioned the Disney community. What is it about the Disney community that you love? Oh, my gosh. Like, there's so much. I mean, it's I love seeing how creative everyone can be. I mean, it's ridiculous how how talented people are. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, the parks, they're just, they're so widely photographed by professionals and and non-professionals alike um, that it's hard to to find a different point of view. And so I think it's really, really cool to see that uh, different people in this community, they have their own way of seeing the parks and their own way of capturing that magic and and bringing it to our phone uh no matter where we might be um so i think that's that's really 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 cool um whether it's photography or or a fashion based account um everyone's bringing their own skills and their own creativity to the table and so i think it's just really 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 impressive mm-hmm. and i think it is so unique to the disney community that it is accessible to everyone that you don't have to have a dslr to make it happen you can take pictures on your phone and share those and Mm -hmm. most people can't tell the difference Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely and yeah you, you know you can find ways to create content when you're at home away from the parks whether it is through style and fashion or home products or whatever it might be that the disney community really has so many different kind of sub-levels that you can go into and, and reach the people that, that are like-minded to you. That's, you're exactly right. I mean, the Disney community in itself, it's it's such a niche. Um, but then I'd say, like, even within that, there there's so many pockets of, of different things that you can be interested in. Uh, you could be really into the history or really into... Uh, the parts you could be really into the movies it's there's there's just so much about it um and i think that that makes this community really really unique Mm -hmm. 
I saw an account the other day, mm-hmm. and someone can tag us in one of their photos if because I, I I don't think I followed it unfortunately. I'm sure I could find it again, but it was like Disney bathroom selfies. It's like, <laughs> oh. They had a good following, and it's like <laughs> there's literally anything that you can do if you if you have a collection of photos that you can put out there. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. For sure. So before we jump into our fast pass round, this is probably the most important question that we're going to ask you today. <laughs> okay. We need you to rank the Jonas Brothers. Catherine and I have been <laughs> having a debate recently about who's number one and specifically who's number three. Well, I was going to say, so we need to back this up so that people don't just think that we're crazy <laughs> throwing out the Jonas Brothers. Okay. The Jonas Brothers have obviously made a huge comeback. And Mm -hmm. my inner middle school, Catherine, has been very celebratory in all of this. And in looking (laughs) at some of your captions that go with your photos, we could also tell that you and your sister probably were also fangirling over this. Oh, yeah. So, like Brennan said, we've been having this disagreement on who is the superior (laughs) Jonas brother. So, we needed an outside opinion. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So it's, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a very common ranking of them, but I'll give you my ranking. (laughs) So I will put, should I go one to three? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One to three. Okay. All right. (laughs) So we'll start at top. Um, I'm going to, oh gosh, I am going to put Nick as one. Um, and let me explain. Um, <laughs> I, so it's funny cause growing up, I think Joe was my favorite, but recently, um, I think I like Nick more just because I found that I was listening to his music when, when they split up. Um, or I don't know, maybe we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I listened, I listened to his music more than I did, uh, DNC and, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but we're also really, really big musical theater fans. Um, And (laughs) so he was in a couple of productions. And so, I mean, just combining all of that and combining the fact that he was hilarious in Jumanji, I'm going to put Nick at one. Um, Second is probably going to be Joe because, I mean... Camp Rock. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else I can say. Camp Rock, um, and and unfortunately, Kevin at three. But I I do feel bad because I feel like Kevin does get put at three a lot. I don't I don't know what your ranking will be, but I assume that's what a lot of people. <laughs> I was gonna say for both of ours, we did have Kevin at three, so we definitely agree. <laughs> and I yeah. will say that you matched up with my choices. So we're the winners. That is such. That is like <laughs> I'm so curious cliche. to know though. Why 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 would you put Joe at one and Nick at two? I'm I'm curious. Um, it's probably just to be like a contrarian because everybody else puts <laughs> Nick at number one. <laughs> He's uh, just being okay. difficult. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's probably just because of that. Like deep down, if I had to think about it, but I did like that um, DNCE song that that Joe did. I like that song more than anything that Nick has came out with. And 
the last oh, one. Oh, come on. I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> <sighs> uh, what was it? Cake, cake by the Ocean? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's it was catchy. Good. That song is a bop. That's what the kids say nowadays, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. No, it's, I mean, I'd actually say that Sucker is very similar to DNC's, DNC's style, mm-hmm. um, more so than their original style from, I don't know, way back when. But that was just my opinion. Have you listened to Cool yet? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked it. I mean, I think... I don't know if I need to listen to it more, but I, I still think Sucker is a little bit catchier, but I thought that Cool was more their style. If, if we're comparing it to what, I mean, the music that they were putting out when, I mean, we were all teenagers, but mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So our listeners know we're recording this at the beginning of April, so we're not like <laughs> super behind the times. They probably no. have like, <laughs> multiple more songs by the time this comes out. But I hope so. Give us an album. Uh, yeah. They've got to be. They're just teasing I, us right now. It's going to be amazing. I know. And the thing that I think I loved most about their sucker video was that, um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. They're walking like the herd of corgis. <gasps> yes. That, that was, was my favorite. <laughs> oh, I know. I know you guys have a corgi and absolutely adorable. I love corgis. <laughs> Um, no, that was that was incredible. I also love that they had um, all their wives or soon to be like um, in that video. I thought that was really sweet and that added like a personal touch to their big comeback. So, mm-hmm. so is this a good time to announce that Catherine, you're creating a spinoff podcast as a Jonas Brothers like <laughs> tribute? <laughs> thing? Yeah, all Jonas Brothers. I mean, I like I them. I don't know if I could talk to them, talk about them like all the time for a whole podcast. I was actually listening to another podcast this week, and one of the guys used to have a podcast that it was only about Gilmore Girls. Only. Interesting. And it ran for like 50 episodes. So, I mean, if there's... I mean, they are funny, I guess. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say that. I mean, they make a lot of pop culture references. You could really unpack a lot of them in, in an episode. Oh, yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> so, our my question to the listeners: Is there anybody out there who does not rank Kevin third? <laughs> You'll have to let us. Know. I gotta hear from you. We gotta. Oh, no. We gotta learn about this. Honestly, I our only real, the only time that I've really like seen him being focused on him was when he was on Celebrity Apprentice, and he kind of. He didn't show himself too well on that show. He didn't really? do well. Oh. He, he butted heads with a lot of people. Oh, dear. I can't remember who the... It was like an athlete or somebody that he didn't yeah. get along with. Mm. I feel like that was forever ago when we <laughs> yeah. watched that. I don't even know how many years ago that was. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> first season. First. And it was awful. Yeah. But, was it his first and only? Was uh, that the only one that he did? I think so. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh man! I oh, I don't know. He's I, I I'm sure he's a great father. His kids are adorable. Yeah. I will say that. <laughs> See, that's really all we know about him. He kind of like fell off. Oh, I feel like. Well, good for yeah, him. Yeah, I. He never really got the the solos either. So I mean, 
I'm sure he's a great singer. We just don't hear him as much. And I'm sure that factors into it because one and two are the two soloists. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been my favorite segment we've ever done. So <laughs> not that oh, I'm I like a it. huge Jonas Brothers fan, but I just something different. Something it, no, it's good. All, all the old Disney Channel stars are making a comeback. You know, we, we see Miley has turned into Hannah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think my friend told me Allie and AJ have just la- launched new music as well. Whoa. Oh, I've got to check that out. <laughs> it's the age of, I mean, all of our childhoods. It's all coming back, and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I we think need- they realized we're all very sentimental, and they're like, wow, we can cash in on this. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're paying. Now we're paying. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. We don't have to rely on our parents to buy us concert tickets. We need to add into our Fast Pass round, what is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? And if it's not <laughs> oh Brink, gosh. then get out. Oh, my goodness. That's a hard That's one. Hard. That is hard. Can you only pick one? They're so different, too. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I hope that's not a real question for me because I don't know. <laughs> that's, that'd be really hard. I feel like for mine, it'd either be Brink or um, Smart House. Isn't that what it's called? There was a. That would be one of your favorites. That one was scary. It was. It was kind of. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I'd put that as my favorite. Xenon. <laughs> Isn't that her name? Yeah. You know, it's a good one. That's a, that's like a cult classic, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I know yours, Catherine. It's the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, my God. Oh. Hands down. Yes. Big big Lizzie McGuire fan. Oh, my God. Me, too. <laughs> me, too. Oh, the number of times I would sing that with my friends. Just, oh, it's so good. So any of our listeners who are not around the same age as us have completely tuned out. So we'll we'll try to get it back (laughs) on track. We'll go into our fast pass round. So we'll just kind of throw out these Disney topics. And if you can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay, let's do it. So the first one is name the Disney parks that you have visited. Okay, so we have visited... The four at Walt Disney World, um, Disneyland, the two there. We've also visited the two in Tokyo and Hong Kong Disneyland. So we just haven't been to Paris or the Shanghai one. I know this is normally we ask your favorite individual park, but since you've been <laughs> to more, what like resort is your favorite one? Oh. It's that's a really hard question. Um, okay, so Saratoga Springs and the Boardwalk are basically home for us. I'd say that of all the parks, um, I mean, obviously Hong Kong Disney is somewhat of a home since we did grow up there and we went uh, when it opened and everything. But more recently, we've been going to Walt Disney World a lot more because we have family in Orlando. So, um, I'd say that those two resorts, Saratoga and Boardwalk, they feel like home. But I would say that the Disneyland Hotel in California gets an honorable mention as well because of 
the headboard that they have. It's literally my favorite thing in any Disney resort ever. Mm-hmm. Those it's are all good choices. Fun. It's so, it's so hard to pick one. They're all so different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so on theme parks, do you have mm-hmm. a specific theme park that's your favorite? Um, again, very, very hard to choose. Walt Disney World, um, so especially like Magic Kingdom, that, that feels like home for us just because we've been so often recently. But... I will say Tokyo has the best food. It has the nicest crowds and it's probably the most beautiful. So, you know, if we're, if we're going for sentimental reasons, then probably Walt Disney world um, and probably magic kingdom. Mm-hmm. But as far as food and crowds and scenery and, and attractions, I'd say, Tokyo, Disneyland, and or Disney Sea. I can't just pick one. They're <laughs> wonderful. So you said recently you've been going to Walt Disney World in Orlando, but like growing up, which park was your kind of like go-to family vacation park? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, so so like I mentioned, we grew up in Hong Kong, um, but we have a lot of family here in the U.S. and especially in New York. So what my parents would do, um, because it's like, gosh, it's like a 16, 17 hour flight, uh, nonstop from New York to Hong Kong. Um, we would stop in California on the way back or yeah, on the way back to Hong Kong. Um, so we actually went to Disneyland a lot, um, as kids, but I think we also went to Walt Disney world a lot as kids. So those two parks, those were usually the vacation destinations um, that would be over the summer or the winter whenever my parents needed a break from long flights with us because, I mean, two kids under 10 is going to be a handful. Um, but Hong Kong obviously was a lot closer than any of the parks, even though Tokyo is just like five hours away by plane. So... Hong Kong would be good for like the weekend sleepover or um, if we had a free day or um, if my parents decided they wanted to surprise us with something that was a relatively easy 45 minute drive for us. I'm so jealous. I know that's so fun. (laughs) We were very, very fortunate. (laughs) As I say, just being that close to any Disney park is like, Mm-hmm. What a dream. And then having like a built-in excuse to go visit family and then go, <laughs> and then to, go to, to Disney World. Right? Right? That that's where I am right now because our family that's in Orlando, they just moved there maybe like in the last 5 years. Um so <laughs> so I've been really excited cuz it gives me a chance to go to Orlando at least once a year. Um but I mean even Hong Kong Disneyland for us anyways felt really 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 far because it's near the airport which is not near anything else Hmm. for us anyways um so it's i mean a 45 minute drive was probably as fast as it would be i'd say could go up to an hour or a little bit more you can't drive very very fast in hong kong i think the speed limit everywhere is about 30 miles per hour oh wow why is that (laughs) it's a lot of winding roads 
um, you're, you're driving on a lot of mountainside. So, or, or you're driving in like a super congested, heavy, heavily populated area. So you can't ever really drive past. I think we only have maybe two or three highways and they're not that long. <laughs> Your mom could not take it. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. <laughs> it's, it's very different. It's, I mean, now that I live in the U.S., everyone drives so fast here. And then when I go back to Hong Kong for, for the breaks or whatever, um, it feels like we're not moving. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. Things can be like five, five minutes away, but it'll take you. I mean, sorry, five miles away, but it'll take you 30 minutes to get there. So does Hong Kong Disneyland have a similar setup as Tokyo where you can like take a train or even a bus straight from the airport to Disneyland? That is a really good question. I don't know. Um, They do have this subway, um, which we call the MTR. And that, they have a special one that goes to Disney, but it doesn't leave from the airport. Hmm. It's not a very long cab ride. And it's and cabs are are very affordable there, so interesting. I think that's the easiest way to get there. But I'm sure that if you looked it up, there's probably a shuttle or they give you some sort of direction. You could probably take the subway from the airport to somewhere and then take the Disneyland line straight to the resort. But I'm not entirely sure. I'm asking all these questions like we're going to Hong Kong soon. But... <laughs> He's probably secretly sure. planning a trip. Hong Kong is probably sure. in line after Paris and then Tokyo. And then, I don't know. I don't know if it's Shanghai or Hong Kong after that. Oh Hong Kong is manageable. Shanghai seems like a lot. I think you'd have to have a lot of time. Hong Kong, I think you only need like two, three, two days, two days at the resort. And then spend the rest of your time in the city mm -hmm. that's just that's my opinion it's really small i mean you guys have been to disneyland right yep. yeah so it's like disneyland not even not counting california adventure just disneyland but smaller than that interesting yeah that is interesting and it's never really very busy so you could probably get at least all of your rides done in like a day and a half without like paying for a tour or any sort of VIP experience between like your fast passes and everything. I mean, just normal standby lines. It's pretty manageable. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Hong Kong is probably the part that I know the least about. It's, it's not very big. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to do more. I was just talking to someone about how they need to, up their their instagram game because i mean obviously there's like a whole sea of people on instagram just planning their their dream trips to all these international parks through photos so they, they need to up it a little bit and get some more people visiting it's it's very easy to to visit because there's no language barrier at all I, i'd say um Everyone speaks English there, so it's very, very easy to navigate. Interesting. Yeah. 
So we haven't made it very far into our fast pass round. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep digressing. No, 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 we are. We are so fascinated by all this. Yeah, but next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Okay, if it's one park, then probably Paris. Um, just because we've heard some scary things about the crowds and the cleanliness in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um. That said, we've also heard some great things about Shanghai, but um, probably Paris still. But if budget wasn't a question and everything were possible, just think like fairy godmother just poofs like a million dollars on our doorstep. Then the ultimate Disney trip would be like an around the world trip, I think, in my in my uh, opinion. Hit all the parks or as many parks as you can. Follow it up with a stay at Alani and then grand finale Disney cruise to Castaway Key. And we'll just call that the Disney World Tour. <laughs> we are in for that. Yeah, that would be an ideal <laughs> vacation. If you're taking reservations, um, we can't put down much of a yep. deposit. We're in. Yeah, if we win the lottery, we'll let you know. We'll book mm-hmm. something. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you know if we, if we win the lottery, too, because it's probably never going to happen. But in an ideal world, that would be, I think that'd be really cool. It'd be a lot of Disney, but um, hopefully take some breaks in between somehow. Mm-hmm. I do agree. I think Shanghai is the most intimidating one to me. Yeah, yeah it's so big. Yeah. I mean, just looking at photos, it's just so expansive um, that I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> yep, for sure. So kind of thinking about rides for our next Fast Pass question. Um, if you could only Fast Pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Oh, God. Um, man, it's like a golden ticket question. Um, I'm really, really tempted to say a roller coaster, but I also don't know what the odds of me riding a roller coaster will be once I hit like senior citizen age, (laughs) if we're thinking rest of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so for that reason, I think I'll probably pick Peter Pan's flight. Um, just cause I mean, that line is astronomical, um, but it's just, it's such a fun and magical and timeless ride that has been around for, gosh, for, for ages. I, I don't know. Was it one of the original rides that opened when Disneyland opened? That is a good question. I feel like I should know the answers to that. I, I don't, I don't know, for sure. <laughs> but I feel like it might've been, um, it's just one of those classics. And as much as I love it, I mean, I love the ride. I love Peter Pan. Um, I'm a big never grow up kind of person. Um, I can't, I can't wait for the 90 or 95 plus minutes or even, I don't think 60 minutes for that ride. It's maybe like a minute long. I don't know. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) We have that same issue. We haven't rode it probably like our last four or five trips for that reason. Yeah. And yeah. I really, I don't, I don't like using a fast pass on it either. Mm-hmm. Um, typically. But I yeah. do agree with your rationale that it's something that's timeless and that that line looks like it's never going to die down. 
Never. I mean, even even pirates. I considered pirates for a second because I I do love it. Um, even though when I was younger, I had like an absolute temper tantrum <laughs> afterwards because uh, I was so scared. Um, but that's also just such a timeless ride, and you know that was like one of those original rides that that Walt uh, was involved in, and um. I only didn't, I didn't say that one just because I know that the line for that one is sometimes okay. And we've definitely done standby for that one. So, you know, if I had one fast pass for like any, any, any ride, I feel like Peter Pan is just always, always ridiculous, no matter what time of day. (laughs) I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. So next one, sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for an exit or refurbishment from the parks? Um... Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna oust any ride. Um, <laughs> I feel bad just in case there's a diehard out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it would be really really cool for the small world in Walt Disney World to get a reverb and add some of the Disney characters. Um, I mean, I think it's adorable. It's one of those rides that. I mean, we went on tons of times as kids, and uh, now we still go on because we have our younger cousin, and she loves it. But I think the various characters make for kind of like fun Easter eggs that make it interesting for you know people our age to to see. Because I mean, I don't know. I I don't necessarily know where all the different movies or stories take place. Um, aside from the really obvious ones like Hercules and Greece or whatever. But I think that it's really cool to kind of get to point out the different characters and be like, Oh, that one took place in Germany or, Oh, that one, that one took place in um, Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be, that, that'd be a fun reverb. I will say that was probably our favorite thing about the small world in Disneyland. So I right. definitely agree with that. We had no idea that they were in there either until no. we got on the ride. Completely like, caught off guard. That looks like Stitch. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. It, it has to be Stitch. <laughs> yeah, like, what's he doing here? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so much. I mean, it's so much fun. And they make it really cute. They're they're not as creepy, I don't think, as maybe the other dolls. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I mean, and In Tokyo, they had Hercules in Greece. And I love that because Hercules is one of my favorite movies so that was I think my favorite segment of the Tokyo small world Mm -hmm. so these next couple of questions are our favorite because they deal with food so what is your favorite snack or a go-to snack okay (laughs) this is really hard um could I do it by park by like general like Walt Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. So Walt Disney World. Um, I think I'd say we always have at least one churro. Um, It's just a time-honored tradition at this point. Um, And then recently, we've also been sharing a cinnamon bun from Gaston's Tavern. Um, And that's a new favorite. I think we just like discovered that on a whim because we thought it looked good and it has easily become one of our favorites. Um, 
Disneyland, obviously. Gotta go with the Mickey beignet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we would do a Mickey beignet and a mint julep from the mint julep bar. And that is like our perfect, ideal afternoon snack. Um, And then I'd say Hong Kong Disney. We really like the grilled Korean squid. It's literally (laughs) the strongest smelling scent in Adventureland. And it looks pretty wild, but it's really good. Mm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The last time we went, we went with extended family. And there were like, gosh, there were maybe seven of us or six of us. Um, And we, we asked for like 12 grilled squids because we really, really love them. So got a good laugh from the cast members there. Um, and then I'd say for Tokyo Disney Resort, literally everything is really good. But <laughs> I, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with, with anything. The quality of the food is just top notch. Um, but I also say, I would also say that I really like the potato churro. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was, it was really, really good. Um, it was kind of like a really big, kind of chewy French fry. Mm. I think that's the only way I could describe it. Less, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it was different. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I definitely would have had another if we were not saving our stomachs to try at least one of almost everything in those parks. Um, And then Mike Melon Bread also lives up to the hype. So I would also eat another one of those. It's really hard. Tokyo, (laughs) everything is so, so good. I mean, it kind of puts the U.S. parks to shame a little bit. (laughs) I feel bad, but. I'm going to say, you sound like more of an adventurous eater than we are. Like, I don't know if we could ever be like, yes, we would like a curry squid. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because I. Maybe it's because we grew up uh, overseas and we were just exposed to so many different cultures and so many different kinds of foods growing up that we tend to be on the adventurous side. But, um, I mean, at the same time, we also really love our staples. Um, But, I mean, it's hard to find the typical fast food in Hong Kong Disneyland, I think. I think there's maybe only one churro cart from what I remember. Interesting. Yeah. That is cool. It's a little different. Every every park you go to, I think they, they try to incorporate their um their local culture a little bit. Um so I think I think that's that's nice, especially if you're visiting from, from the States. For sure. That's it, probably a little disappointing though, because you said you know, they're in, they're incorporating their culture. And I feel like you go to Disney World and it's like, okay, we have chicken nuggets and French fries <laughs> everywhere you go. And I feel like people who are probably coming over internationally are like, oh my God, like I'm sick of chicken nuggets. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's very, that's very true. <laughs> we have a lot of hot dogs. We have a yeah. lot of burgers. Mm. It, they could do more with like the nice, meal type stuff but still make it quick service i mean that's what i that's what i really liked about tokyo um you could go to like a fast food type of place and they would serve you chicken curry and rice with vegetables or something like that Hmm. 
I guess Disney so World has to up their game. <laughs> I, I would not be mad about that. <laughs> so sticking with food, next two would be on restaurants. What is your favorite table service and favorite quick service restaurants? Okay. Table service. Um, we really, really like um, Trattoria Horno at the boardwalk. Um, we love the breakfast that they have, the Bon Voyage breakfast. And we also really like their their dinner food. Um, everything is always so, so good there. So you never, and you never have to worry about how you dress um, because it's Disney and you can walk in and park gear. Or if you want to have a nice meal, you can also dress up. So it's, it's one of those nice, like flexible places that you're almost always going to get a good meal. Um, so I'd say that's probably our favorite table service. Um, that said, we also really, really love, uh, I think it's called Crystal Jade at the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. Um, they have the character dim sum. So you have to order that in advance. Um, that's something I always tell people if they're, um, if they tell us that they're planning a trip to Hong Kong Disney, you always have to make a reservation and you have to say, okay, I want this, this, and this, and this, because they typically make it to order. Um, and maybe they'll have a few extra, but it's really, really cute. And I'd say for us, that dim sum alone is worth the hour drive that we need to do from our home in Hong Kong to the park. Hmm. I, I'm down for that. <laughs> that sounds but fun. <laughs> it's, it's really, really fun. I, I mean, it's great, especially for kids. If you're visiting from overseas and you're trying to introduce them to dim sum, um, it makes it fun. It's, it's a little hard to eat them because they look really cute, but it's a lot of fun and it's really, really good food too. Um, I don't think I answered quick service though, did I? <laughs> That's okay. Um, obviously very big foodie. Um, so I think, okay, we like to do either be our guest or Columbia Harbor house. And I yeah. feel like both of them, they're <laughs> like, people like them or they don't like them. Um, be our guest. It just has that ambiance that if you love the movie, you're going to love it no matter how loud it is in there um, and how crowded it is in there. You're, you're going to love it. Just, it's so immersive. And I think they did a really, really good job with that theming. Um, Harbor house. We recently discovered that because it's just really convenient and there are always tables it's indoors if you're feeling too hot. Um, you can mobile order and you can, you know, you can get your chicken fingers with a sack of <laughs> if you want to pretend that you're being healthy in the park. Um, that's typically what we do. So, I mean, it's, it's a nice change from, from dogs and from churros and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, I mean, again, it's, it's still like chicken fingers. So... I don't know. I'm not going to push the health bit too hard. On that. <laughs> no, that's Brendan's favorite place. Yep. Harbor yeah. House is the winner. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your What's your favorite place, Catherine? Uh, ugh, I feel like it changes a lot. I've really <laughs> liked the Pinocchio's Village House. Village House oh, recently. Oh, wow. um, 
What's the other big one that I like? Casey's Corner. Casey's Corner. We'll see. Again, with like the Americanized, like hot dog, like corn dog nuggets, you know. So I guess that's typical, but I love Casey's Corner. (laughs) Wow. We've actually never eaten anything from there. And I feel like I'm missing out. Um, yeah, I don't know if we would recommend it because I don't think yeah. it's like that impressive. If you're a fan of corn dog nuggets, then I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You seem like okay. you might have um, higher taste buds than me, who eats like a child. <laughs> but... Well, I mean, we we like the we like the the chicken fingers and all that too. <laughs> I've not tried the corn dog nuggets, but everyone says they're really, really good. So I don't know. I might have to do it one day. You could always split them. Yeah. yeah, and then maybe you'll get hooked. Maybe, it, yeah, it, it'll it'll become a new staple, and I'll have you to think. <laughs> but that is a place you have to mobile order because getting in line there is a nightmare. It's a zoo in there. It's so small. I think that's yeah. one of the issues. And there's yeah. no seating yeah. like anywhere. No. Besides outside, but we usually go in the <laughs> summer, so it's like oh. I will literally pay any amount of money to be inside right now. <laughs> That's a that's a very fair point. You don't need to be baking any more than you probably already are. Yeah. Yep. So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. This is really hard. Um, so we actually only recently have been getting back into the character meet and greets. Um, and we usually do them with our four-year-old cousin. Uh, so <laughs> she usually talks to them if they're a face character or I do all the talking for both of them because she gets a little starstruck sometimes. Um, so if it's something like we're meeting Mickey or Goofy or Pluto, I'm just talking to myself. So it's a very different experience from, I think when we were younger, mm-hmm. when we were younger, we had a lot of, uh, fun moments I think I just don't remember them because I think we just we needed a mission to meet as many characters as we could Mm -hmm. um but recently that's fun recently we did a meet and greet with Anna and Elsa at Epcot um and it was just it was a lot of fun because um I had like the best time just talking with Anna about hair care of all things it was the most bizarre conversation I've ever had um but it was also really really very sweet of her to spend some extra time with us so I could chat with her too after my cousin had moved on um but it's it's very different going with with a kid (laughs) and 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 uh trying to I guess push the conversation along when they're being a little bit shy Mm -hmm. I could see that. I also think Anna is such a funny one to me because she is like so quirky and like mm-hmm. awkward too sometimes when you talk to her and we're just mm-hmm. kind of awkward as it is. So I feel like for us, it's not a very good combination, but it is funny <laughs> to like meet her. Yeah. No, that no, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I'm very awkward when I meet with them, which is why like I like to use my cousin as a buffer. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot easier because then like you know everything's being directed to the little princess who you're with and then that's totally fine. But then like yeah, I feel like I did one meet with uh, Spider Man at Disneyland and I definitely tripped over my words so much meeting with him. 
Um, so that was very <laughs> cringeworthy, but it was, it was, it was also fun because I sort of like called him out on, um, something he let slip from like Peter Parker, which obviously he's not supposed to know cause he's Spider-Man. Um, mm. I kind of prided myself in that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still get starstruck meeting characters. Last time we met Daisy, I called her Minnie. So <laughs> oh, no. foot in mouth. Oh my gosh, like, what was her reaction? I don't think she caught it. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know. It was like... Or maybe she well, just figured, like, it's not worth it. Because <laughs> it was one of those moments, like, I didn't think the people in front of us were going to be done for a second, so I was still, like, not paying attention. And yeah. we just got rushed up there, and yeah. I, I, I goofed it. I goofed yeah. it back. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it happens. It yep. definitely happens. Did, did you guys ever do the talking Mickey meet? We never did. No, I don't know how we never got to do that, but we just never the did. The wait was too long. That's why. Well, very... I wish we would have. <laughs> I wish we would have. Now that, now that he's not so chatty anymore. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I mean... It's it's a very it was a very surreal experience. I happened to get a fast pass just on the fly, like literally. I checked my phone and like five minutes later there was a fast pass, so I did it, and it was it was something. <laughs> That's good luck. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the summer's like, but I guess if you just keep checking that app, you never know what's going to come up. People make cancellations all the time. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip. So the next question would be your favorite Disney movie. Um, okay. So I think I mentioned this earlier, but I think not my favorite movie, at least right now, is Hercules. Because I will watch that one over and over and over and over again. But that's also because I don't have a goofy movie mm. on digital anything. So I think that one would probably supersede Hercules. Um, I don't know. But when I was younger, I think my favorite was probably The Little Mermaid. It it changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so hard to pick one. I, I go through phases of different uh, favorite Disney movies. For sure. Next one would be your favorite Disney song. Favorite Disney song. Um, my goodness, that's a really, that's a really difficult one as well. I really like, I really like Go the Distance. Um, I remember listening to that one a lot as a kid. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because I really liked uh, the movie, or I like the message, or I like the the tune in general. Um, but I've always really liked that one, and I still really, really like that one. But I will also say honorable mention to go out to um, Out There from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't really know why, but I really, really like that one. So whenever I watch Happily Ever After... I get really excited when that song comes out. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I think it's just, it's very hopeful. Um, and 
and I like and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like both of those songs have good messages. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a a good. I know "Go the Distance" at least is one of our favorites. It's like a good pump up song. You can listen to it like every morning, and and you'd have a better day every day. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for Just sure. Prescribe "Go the Distance" once a day in the morning when you wake up, and automatically better day. Mm-hmm. So, kind of to go with that, what is your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt or just any of the movies? Oh God, um, this one's also really really hard because. <laughs> I mean, all the Disney movies and even Walt, I mean, everything is so inspiring and so motivating. Um, but I will say, I'm a very big Winnie the Pooh person. So my favorite quote was probably um, the one that Christopher Robbins says to Pooh, where it's, you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Um, just because there's, there's so many times when I, like, you know, probably many other people, doubt myself but this quote reminds me that you know even in the most hopeless and dark times that you know you can do it you can you can pull through and you can you don't really know what you're capable of until you really try so I like I like that quote a lot that is actually my favorite quote and I think you're the first other person to say that in our 70 something episodes (laughs) Yeah, oh gosh, oh, I love it. It's just I also I love Winnie the Pooh. I think he's just full of quotes, but really that one is, is just so sweet. That that whole scene is it's a little bit heartbreaking because Christopher Robin is trying to say, "I'm not going to see you for a little bit because I'm going to school," but it's really really sweet. Mm-hmm. Definitely tear jerking. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So our last question of the Fast Pass round would be your favorite Disney Parks memory. Hmm. Okay. So uh, this is kind of hard because we had, we've had we had so many good ones. Um, and I think part of that is because um, our, our family is just so, so into Disney. But there was one time when my mom and our family friends they arranged to surprise us kids um with an overnight stay at the hong kong disneyland hotel and i mean i don't remember if it was a long weekend or just a normal weekend it could very well have been just that um but my mom told us she was like okay we're gonna go easter egg dye shopping and my sister and I were like, well, why do we have to go with you for that? Um, but we got in the car and she enticed us with an episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody on her iPod. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's another casual shout out to all the old TV shows. Um, but um, I mean, about I'd say about 40 minutes in to that car ride. Um, I think I finally looked at from the iPod, um, maybe as like an episode was ending. And I realized that we were on a bridge to Lantau Island, which is where Disneyland and the airport are. And then it clicked. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure we're not going on a flight. But like, this is also the way to Disney. And so you know, it clicked. We were all really excited. My, my sister and I were really excited. And we get to the park. 
And at that point, we didn't even realize that our family friends had arranged the same thing with their kids. So we got to the park and we were watching the fireworks or we were waiting to watch the fireworks. And then by chance, we ran into the, the family friends. And we ended up having this amazing little staycation at the resort with them. So I'd say that is one of the more memorable um, Disney Park visits that we've had just because it was a really, really, really sweet surprise. That is awesome. I love that. I feel like any sort of surprise is always memorable, especially like when you're totally not expecting it. Because I feel like with Disney, so much goes into like the planning aspect of it. That yeah. any sort of surprise is very memorable. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I love that. So our very last question is something that we ask all of our guests. And it's if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into the community, either by creating their own content or maybe even creating their own products, what would be your advice to that person? I mean, just just go for it. Um, absolutely. But I'd say also remember why you're doing it. Um, it's really, really easy to get caught up in the numbers and I guess the politics of, of who you follow, especially if you're on Instagram um, and you know how many people follow you and, and all of that. But I mean, whatever friendships or skills that you develop along the way, that's just, that's icing on the cake um, in my opinion. So you know, if you're, if you want to be a content creator, the odds are you have a passion for all things Disney. So just remember that passion and have that motivate you to keep putting things out there. Um, and just have fun with it. Talk to people and learn new things and, and just nerd out on Disney. Cause it's, it's a really, really fun outlet. Certainly. Absolutely. I couldn't say better myself. I think that Kind of following that passion is the most important part um, for anything and and not getting caught up in the game of social media, just doing it because it's something that you enjoy and because it allows you to connect with more people, I think is the exact right reasons to be into it. Absolutely. I mean, social media gets a lot of flack for for all of the the issues that, you know, you see people getting too obsessed over a little minutiae, Um, but you know, it's, it's a really, really fun place to express yourself. Um, and so if you just remember that passion, remember that love, then, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be happy doing what you're doing, no matter what is happening around it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I thank you so much for sharing that. One last thing before we go, if you can remind all of our listeners where they can connect with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you like Disney photography, feel free to go and check us out on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is Faith Trust Beignet Dust because we love our Mickey Beignet. And yeah, don't be afraid to say hi and and um, just, you know, nerd out with, with us on literally anything Disney we're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. You've been one of our favorite followers, you and your sister. Um, or follows, I mean, we've loved following <laughs> along with you guys. Seeing all <laughs> those pictures, you. connecting with you, learning out about Disney things, sometimes Jonas Brothers, more Catherine than me, <laughs> but whatever. But Karina, I thank you so much for joining us. We will make sure that we put all the links to your social media in the show notes if anybody wants to head over there. And yeah, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for having me.
Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.